What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Petty Revenge. Decided to do something a little bit different today and bring back one of my little digital buddies here on the wall. And, uh, I don't know. doesn't really matter. You guys are here to listen to me read stories anyway, but I like playing around with it. Also, there's two cats in here somewhere with me, so hopefully we'll have a cat sighting soon. All right. Without further ado, let's do some Petty Revenge. My coworker's revenge on me. Back when I first started in my industry, a friend of mine from uni landed a job at my company too. The place was four levels with an atrium in the middle. I was in the third floor and he was on the first floor, but I could see him from my desk. He didn't know this yet and he didn't know where I was seated. Anyway, so I let him get settled in for the morning. Then I anonymously message him, you could do this on our internal messaging system. Carl, fake name, meet me at my office immediately. I watched as he looked slightly panicked, looking around the office. Then he replies, Sorry, who's this? And can I ask where your office is? Me. Now, Carl, I don't have time for this. He started to look really panicked, then got up and walked into the atrium, turning around in circles looking at the offices. I felt bad about it now and waved down to him saying, Now, Carl. Being the good-hearted guy he was, he laughed and mouthed the C-word. <clears throat> Can't really say that one. And went back to work giggling. A few days later, I started hearing a very occasional and very high-pitched like beep in the office and shared with two others. It was very subtle, almost out of our hearing spectrum, to the point where you weren't sure if you were actually hearing it. But once I did accept that I really was hearing it, it became more and more noticeable with each beep, and more and more irritating. The timing was unpredictable. Think 10 minutes between beeps, 30 minutes between, 2 minutes, 1 hour, etc. So I let it go for quite a while before I started to accept I might be going mad and asked the others if they'd heard it. They both looked almost relieved and said they had, and it was driving them mad too. So we started looking around the office, pulling shelves apart, emptying drawers, pulling pictures down. I even sat outside the office for a few hours to make sure it wasn't coming from outside. It wasn't. We also timed the beeps all day to see if we could find a pattern. No pattern. It seemed completely random. The following day, we got serious and started pulling apart our PCs one at a time. <laughs> we were all looking a bit wild-eyed by this point. Eventually, as I'm sure you've guessed, Carl arrived at the office laughing at us, sitting on the floor with our PCs in pieces, and told us he'd taped this small evil noise device under a shelf. He said he would have left it longer, but our boss thought it had gone on long enough. Touché, Carl. We've had this practical joke thing before, and I, I do like... I mean, I don't get into them too much, but I do enjoy a couple practical jokes here and there. As long as nobody's getting hurt, and as long as you don't get fired because you're losing productivity because of them. <clears throat> anyway, it's funny to do that once in a while, and it keeps kind of a lighthearted atmosphere, and I think it actually helps productivity in the long run if done in moderation. So, yeah, there's my two cents for whatever they're worth. You're right. I'm lazy. This is my first time posting. This happened 20 plus years ago. I worked for the family business, repiping mobile homes. Because I wasn't married and didn't have kids, my buddy and I were the out-of-town crew. The only out-of-town crew. We traveled all over the state. A typical week would consist of 10 houses over 5 days. Two a day, Monday through Friday. That was the requirement. 10 houses must be plumbed a week. No exceptions. We had a backlog of work. After my buddy got good, we could easily plumb two houses in 6-7 hours. The other crews typically took 10 hours for two houses. Since we were paid by the house, it didn't matter how fast or slow you were, so long as you did 10 houses a week. I've always hated working five days a week, so we decided each Monday morning to look at our work orders and rearrange the schedule so we did two houses Monday, travel time getting to the first job, three on Tuesday and Wednesday, then two on Thursday, leaving us all day Friday to sleep in, explore whatever town we were in, and enjoy a three-day weekend. 
This went on for some time until my girlfriend wanted to go out of town for a three-day weekend. So we finished Thursday, drive to the shop, dropped off my van, and left for the weekend. Friday afternoon, I get a call. It's the boss. Boss, where are you? Me, New York. Boss, obviously confused. New York? What do you mean? I mean, I'm currently in New York City. What's up? Lots of confused questions and snarky answers back and forth. Boss, why did you cancel your Friday jobs? Is something wrong with your van? It's at the shop, so it must be running. Me, I didn't cancel any jobs. Boss, now more confused by how I did 10 jobs in 4 days than how I was in New York without their knowledge. How did you do 10 jobs in 4 days? I decided it would be easiest to tell them I've been doing this for a while. He's pissed. He's absolutely furious that I'd been claiming my per diem in hotel while not working Fridays. Sunday night turns into a lecture of how I should be doing more for the business. I remind them we're the only crew that goes out of town. He tells me from here on out I'm doing 13 jobs a week. I ask if the other crews will be expected to do the same considering they all work locally. Nope, just me. So I plan the revenge. I tell my cousin to schedule our next week in the city furthest away. About a 5 hour drive. We were normally only scheduled 9 jobs for that city as the first day drive took up so much time. No need to remind anyone of that. The number is 13 this week. So we head out Monday. No changes, no tweaks. Just do what's scheduled. Obviously, we can't do two on Monday. Half our day was spent driving. It didn't help that we weren't exactly rushing. So around four, we call the office and tell them to call the customer. We won't be able to get to them. The customer's furious and asks when they'll get rescheduled. No idea. Not my problem. I'm not supposed to reschedule jobs anymore. Fast forward to Thursday. While finishing job number 10, we call the office and inform them we're out of material. No pipe, no fittings, no wholesale house to go to, nothing. Please tell the boss to bring us more. I get a call from the boss. Boss, what happened? Me, the van can only hold 10 jobs worth of material. That's the way you set it up. Boss, you can't go to X and get more pipe? Me, that's two hours away each way. We'll have to cancel another job. Plus, they charge double what we pay in town. Boss, why didn't you say you couldn't do 13 jobs? Me, I did. You said I was being lazy. Boss, I thought you meant you didn't want to do 13 jobs. Not that the truck couldn't hold enough material. Me, I didn't want to do 13. You set the trucks up. It's your truck. Boss, unhappily, I'll meet you at your first job at 7 a.m. Me, with a smile you can hear over the phone. See you in the morning, boss. After spending the night loading a van and leaving at 2 a.m. to bring me material, an exhausted boss drops off pipe and fittings at 7. Me, hey, do you want to help knock out the Monday job we canceled or do you want us to stay another night? Hotel, per diem, etc. We went back to 10 jobs a week after that. I can understand why you would do what you did except you know if the boss was expecting you to be working five days a week and you're kind of you did a little bit of a sneaky there and didn't let him know that you could do 10 jobs in four days you could have at least said to him listen we can bang these 10 jobs out in four days can we do a four-day week and he may or may not have agreed i don't know but i can see where he would be a little upset by the way you handled it not the fact that you were getting them done in a decent time uh, and as long as all the work was done cleanly, then he probably wouldn't have had an issue with it to begin with, but maybe. I just think sneaking around doing it's uh, kind of a disservice to your company too, but I get it. And if you're getting paid by the job, then I also get that. But a little communication from both sides would be probably more beneficial for all of you. Steal my email address? Enjoy paying for my Netflix. Long time lurker, first time caller, I'll try and keep this concise. On mobile, etc. So about seven years ago, my information got stolen and was included in an info dump somewhere. Somebody locked me out of my email and then created a Netflix account with my email, using two-factor authentication. I stole my email back and I called Netflix to cancel the account. 
which I must say they made extremely difficult and were quite rude about. Now at this point I assume the thief didn't realize I had regained access to my email as he went right ahead and created another Netflix account to which I internally groaned at the thought of dealing with Netflix again. However a thought struck me, maybe I can knock him out of the Netflix account. I went ahead and did that, including finding a PayPal receipt with email address on it. Searched Facebook by email address and some guy from my country with minor IT qualifications. I messaged him on Facebook asking if his email was indeed his email and my email is my name at so you know it's me. After a day or two of no reply, I just said, yeah, that's definitely your email. No worries, bud. Seven years later, this guy has been footing the bill for my Netflix, and I'm assuming IP address logs will confirm I never created the account in the first place, so I'm confident I'm not doing anything wrong. Started out at 12 bucks a month, now it's 22 or 24 I think. I was tossing up handing my password out with the new sharing rules and seeing how high I could get the bill. Anyways, thanks for reading. Have a good week, Petty Revengers. I don't know about the legalities of it. I'm not a lawyer, and I did not sleep in the Holiday Inn Express last night. But, um, hey, good for you, man. If people are going to be ballsy enough to steal your stuff, then uh, why not? I'd take advantage of that situation, too, if somebody started stealing my information and all that stuff. So, But like the old saying goes, what goes around comes around. <laughs> Rude Customer. A little info, I work at a movie theater and today I was doing box, selling tickets. The popular movie right now is Sound of Freedom and it was sold out. I had two customers, a middle-aged man who stood angry the whole time and a woman. Already with a snotty attitude, the woman approaches to buy the tickets and finds out we're sold out. I ask them if they want to buy tickets for tomorrow because we're not full yet. She accepts but with more attitude. The man stares me down. So I ask them to pick out their seats. They pause, think, then they say they don't care and tell me to pick them with lots of attitude like it's my fault that the movie sold out tonight. Now there was plenty of good seats left, but since they had attitudes and were treating me like shit, I said sure. I picked the seats closest to the screen knowing that the movie would sell out and they couldn't switch them. This is my microscopic petty revenge. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good petty revenge because even people with the best eyesight in the world are going to get blurry-eyed by the end of the movie and have a crick in their neck from staring up like that at the movie screen in front of them. So, uh, good for you. And I don't care how good the theater is and how good the seating layout is. The front row and the back row suck. So, there's that. Examples of how I've gotten petty revenge as a chef. I'll start by saying I take my career in food safety very seriously. Even if I was livid over a customer, I would never do anything gross, dirty, harmful, etc. to their food. And I would shut down someone else trying to. I prefer my revenge to be petty, but noticed. The restaurant I work in is located in an upscale area. As a result, our customer base is full of entitled, elitist, insufferable people most days. If you have a problem with your food, that's fine, but if you're an asshole or being petty, you'll get served by Chef Petty, the king of petty. 1. The Crouton Debacle This pair of older women came in, were immediately rude to the hostess and server from what I was told. So the server came to give me a heads up that they seemed like a problem. Sure enough, they each start with a Caesar salad and send it right back. Their reason? Some of the croutons were big and some were small and they'd like croutons that were all roughly the same size. Heard. I put the new salads in the window. One had equal size very large croutons and one had equal size very small croutons, like smaller than a sugar cube. Apparently they learned not to be petty because they shut up and ate them. Number 2. In a pickle over pickles. We had a gentleman come in and order one of our burgers. He said, extra, extra, extra pickles. We normally do three, so extra was three more, 12 total. When it went to his table, he said he wanted more. I gave him three more, and he sent it back. At this point, it was time to shut this shit down. I took off all the pickles and scooped through the pickle bucket to find 20 to 25 of the smallest slices I could find. 
all about dime-sized, loaded his burger up and it didn't come back. For reference, his original 12 pickle order was more than these 20 to 25 regular pickles. Number 3. Could I get some more onions? This regular always comes in and orders her burger with an obnoxious amount of onions. Normally we do two rings. She always initially asks for about 30. No bullshit. Then proceeds to send the server back three to four more times for a small plate of about 15 more. It's disgusting. One day we were busier than usual when she tried to pull this. Rather than have to keep stopping to accommodate her, I took the biggest red onion we had, pushed it through the slicer, didn't separate the rings, and put the entire onion on her plate. The server laughed her ass off when the lady left, because she didn't touch any of the onion. Apparently she took great joy in making the server run back and forth, and that was a buzzkill for her. And number four, what am I supposed to do with this? We had a regular nightly customer place the same order for pickup 15 minutes before close every night for four months straight. We hated her, because she treated all the staff she dealt with like shit, made ridiculous demands, then no matter what would send it all back to be refired, even though nothing was ever wrong with the order. One particular thing she'd do is order six shrimp pasta dishes and request three additional portions of shrimp for each one. But she didn't want the shrimp on top like it comes. She wanted it on the side. No big deal other than how she wanted it. She didn't want it all together. She didn't even want the four total portions for each order together. Nope, she wanted each of the four portions for each of the six orders separately packaged. That takes a long ass time to do. Way more than necessary. All because she gets off on being difficult. So I wasn't having it one night. We knew she was coming. So all total I knew needed 288 shrimp, which she got, individually packaged in 288 ramekins. She was pissed. She said, what am I supposed to do with this? General manager said, make sure they're all there. So she proceeded to count 288 ramekins as I watched from the kitchen with a grin. After that, she had no problem allowing us to start packaging it the way it was made to be, and even started tipping, then eventually stopped coming. Wins all the way around. <laughs> See, this is the kind of petty revenge I can get behind. This chef is spot on. You don't touch their food, you don't do anything harmful, gross, dangerous, nasty, whatever. But there are ways to get back at people, giving them exactly what they asked for, while kind of not giving them what they asked for. And that I'm okay with. And I like pickles, but... I don't think I could ever handle that many in one sitting, but hey. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And if you did, do me a favor and click that like button. If you didn't, you know what to do. Smash the dislike button. And, uh, and until next time, we'll see you.